With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome back, everybody, to Rams Up, your favorite L.A. Rams podcast. You can also follow us on YouTube. Got some great video content. Our YouTube handle is at L.A. Rams Up. You can follow us on Instagram as well. I'm your host, Mark. Let's get to it. Welcome back, Ram fans. Episode 167 of Rams Up. In case you've missed it, we're continuing the countdown of the top 50 greatest Rams ever. On Monday, number 43 will be shared, or has already been shared. So check that out. On Thursday, we will come back with our assessment of Rams tight ends as we work through every Rams position group leading up to the NFL draft. And then our next episode, we're hoping to have a new guest, a longtime Ram fan, who has spent many years honing a very special skill, assessing college players and their skill sets and how they will translate to the NFL. And he's going to join us to talk about where the Rams might go in the draft and what their roster might look like in 2023. And that's kind of what I'm going to do this episode as well. The segment after this, I'm going to try to explain why the Rams will not be in rebuild mode without Bobby Wagner, without Jalen Ramsey potentially, and without Leonard Floyd, how we can lose all three of these great players and still be a very competitive team and still be relevant. I'll make that argument coming up. And we also have an upcoming segment where Paul Wally and Tom Quartz join us to talk about, actually, I don't know what we're going to talk about. 
it may just be a free-for-all talking all things Rams. That should be a lot of fun. Those guys are always good to just shoot the Rams breeze with, and that's what we're going to do. The rumor is the Rams are seeking a first-round pick for Jalen Ramsey. Not sure if that will happen. The two obvious candidates, Detroit has the 18th pick overall. They're not going to give up number six overall. And the Cowboys have the 27th pick overall. There's been rumors that the Cowboys might be one of the teams pursuing a Ramsey trade. I think it'd be fantastic if the Rams could get that first-round pick, either one of those. That would position them to draft a CB1, a replacement for Ramsey, and then you can come back in the second round, get your edge rusher, an offensive tackle, or maybe you draft a tackle with that first pick. The combine behind us, finally. Sometimes I just love Dan Campbell, the Lions coach. He said they don't grade players by watching them run around out there in their pajamas or something to that effect. They watch game tape. But then, of course, he's there at the combine. I think it's still valuable just to meet players, I would think. Some stars of the combine, Nolan Smith, starting to look like a first-round pick, ran a 4-3-9, but he's a very light edge rusher. You'd expect him to be a little faster. And Zach Kuntz, this is the tight end I've been talking about for several weeks now, ever since Eric Mulder from the South End Zone podcast talked about him, and I've been following him and doing some research And I thought, wow, this guy, fifth or sixth round tight end, let's grab him. And then he just blows up the combine, looked like one of the best tight ends. He had the highest athletic score of any tight end from 1987 to 2023, Old Dominion Zach Kuntz. He just moved himself from a fifth or sixth round pick to a third or fourth round, I'm afraid. And Darnell Washington, another tight end I've talked a lot about, Ran a 4.5740, and everyone has seen that one-handed catch he made. Imagine the possibilities with that guy, the size, the speed, and he can block. Boy, can he block. You know, if the Rams manage to get into the first round and they really like Washington and they wanted to add him to this offense, I'd have no problem with them drafting him in the first round. And if he's there in the second round, you got to consider it. I know there's other needs offensive line, cornerback, edge. And I I realize they're probably not going to draft tight end that early, not with that first pick. But boy, this guy, he's a scary offensive weapon. Anthony Richardson, the quarterback, wowed the crowd. Same height and size, apparently, as Greg Kittle. And what's interesting about Richardson is, Comparing him to someone like Bryce Young, Bryce Young outperformed Anthony Richardson, wasn't even close in college. Bryce Young, everybody's overly concerned about his height and weight now, under 5'11", around 200 pounds, which is more than a lot of people were expecting. And Anthony Richardson is just showing off all these traits that these measurables that make him look like a potentially crazy good NFL quarterback. I'm sorry. Bryce Young looks much more promising to me. I don't care about the measurables. Let's talk about production. That's probably what Dan Campbell would tell you, right? Some 40 times of note, cornerback DJ Turner out of Michigan, 4.26. He wins the title as fastest man at the Combine. Another cornerback, Jalorian Bennett, was right behind him, 4.3. 
Wide receiver Trey Palmer, a guy I've talked a little bit about, Nebraska 4-3-3. The running back Devin A-Chain, a little disappointing. He was looking to break John Ross's combine record of 4.22. His fastest time was 4.32, so a little disappointing, but still for a running back, very impressive. But, you know, you need to qualify these times. Everybody's talking about three times that they were really impressed with. Nolan Smith, the edge rusher, Devin A. Chan, the running back, and Kalijah Kansi, the defensive lineman, all showing off their speed, but all pretty much the lightest guys at their position. So you'd kind of expect that, right? And before we get to my rant, why the Rams will be very competitive without Bobby Wagner and potentially without Jalen Ramsey and Leonard Floyd. A couple of basketball notes. UCLA gets it done against the Arizona Wildcats. Wildcats burst out to a 13-2 lead. Bruins had control by halftime, led by as much as 14, probably secured a number one seed. However, Jalen Clark their incredibly talented guard, one of the best defenders in the country, wearing a boot after the game, still waiting to hear what happened with him. Hopefully he can come back. At some point during this tournament, they are going to be hurting if they don't have Jalen Clark. That guy is so valuable to this team. And the Lakers, without LeBron, beat the Warriors behind Anthony Davis's 39 points. They are now one game out of the play-in round. They just need to hang in there, win a couple of tight games like this, get into that 10 spot, get LeBron back, and we might be in for a Laker playoff run. We'll be back in a second with another Rams rant by yours truly. NBA fans, it's time to bring the hoops action to the palm of your hand with DraftKings Sportsbook. This week, new customers can bet $5 and win $200 in free bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Download the app now and sign up with code TPPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NBA and get $200 in free bets instantly, only at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NBA, with code TPPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Void in Ohio. See show notes for details. So this is what I wanted to talk about today. I've been hearing more and more NFL experts and even Ram fans start to resign themselves to the idea that the Rams, the Los Angeles Rams, are falling into full rebuild mode. This all started with the talk about Jalen Ramsey being traded and Leonard Floyd possibly being cut. The Rams have already announced they're releasing Bobby Wagner. And woe is the Rams. They are doomed They have no chance at being a competitive team in 2023, apparently. They're not remodeling, they're rebuilding. And I'm going to tell you that it's just not true. Even without Bobby Wagner, Jalen Ramsey, and even possibly Leonard Floyd, this Ram team's going to be pretty darn competitive. It kind of reminds me of last year 
when the Seattle Seahawks moved on from Russell Wilson and Bobby Wagner, two guys you could argue were their two best players. Gone, done with the Seahawks, and everybody thought the Seahawks were done as well. Their over-under win total for 2022 in Vegas was five and a half games. Five and a half games. This was going to be a pretty bad football team. But as it turned out, they weren't. They were very competitive, actually made it to the playoffs. Probably the worst team in the playoff field, but nonetheless, they were in the conversation in December and January. And I feel pretty much the same about this Los Angeles Rams team, even if they don't have Jalen Ramsey and Leonard Floyd, even if they don't sign any significant free agents. But I do think they need to retain a couple of their own free agents and their exclusive rights and restricted free agents as well. Hit it in the draft pretty well, hopefully, and maybe after June 1st, sign a couple of free agents to bolster a couple positions. And you're probably asking, tell us more. Tell us more. How is this even possible? Well, let me do just that. Let's say they trade Jalen Ramsey and get, let's say, a second round pick in return. I'm thinking the Detroit Lions and they get that 48th pick in the draft. That's being fairly realistic, very conservative. They could get much more in return, but let's not go overboard here. Jalen Ramsey is gone and the Rams have an extra second round draft pick. And after June 1st, Leonard Floyd is cut $15.5 million cap savings, but they basically have no edge rushers. They do, however, restructure some contracts. They're able to resign Greg Gaines, perhaps, but not Ashawn Robinson. They resign Nick Scott and Troy Hill. That's realistic if they can restructure enough contracts and they have that cap savings with the Floyd cut. They resign Matt Gay be one of the more expensive kickers in the game, but let's say they get that done and they retain all of their exclusive rights and restricted free agents for now. So if they're able to do that, now the timeline's a little bit off here, free agency and the draft coming before a potential Leonard Floyd cut, but Les Need will work some magic. And going into the draft, the Rams depth chart looks something like this. Quarterback Matthew Stafford still have Wolford and Perkins retained for now. Running backs, Akers, Williams, and Ronnie Rivers. Tight end, same two guys, Higby and Hopkins. Pretty established set of wide receivers, Cup, Allen Robinson, Van Jefferson, Scott Ronick, Atwell, Lance McCutcheon, perhaps, Brandon Powell moving on. Offensive line, a bunch of guys coming back, some question marks though. Alaric Jackson, Noteboom, Brian Allen, Logan Bress, who has not played a down in the NFL yet, the Rams' highest pick last year. Coleman Shelton, Ram fans really excited with how he played last year at center and guard. Rob Havenstein, the pillar of our offensive line. A.J. Akuri, last year's seventh round draft pick, got in late in the year. So very unclear on what he brings to the table, though. And then Tremaine Ankrum, another guy. Rams have had him around for a couple years. Finally got in as a starter after all those injuries and promptly suffered his own injury on his second snap done for the year. All these guys are coming back, though. On the defensive line, remember, I proposed they retain Greg Gaines. So their defensive line's not in bad shape. Aaron Donald, remember him, 99. I would argue still the best player in the National Football League. Marquise Copeland, Jonah Williams, Bobby Brown. 
How good is he? We'll find out pretty quickly, I think. Ernest Brown. And remember, they have Laurel Murchison under contract for this year already. And he played pretty darn well when some of those guys on the defensive line started to go down, including number 99. Inside linebacker, a little thin there after Ernest Jones. We got Trevan Howard and Christian Roseboom. Those are the two exclusive rights guys that I expect the Rams to retain. And that cornerback, also pretty thin. Kobe Durant, Darion Kendrick, Sean Jolly, and Robert Rochelle. And like I said, proposing that they re-sign Troy Hill. Should be able to get that done at a pretty affordable price. And Troy Hill is a solid cornerback. I don't think we want him to be our number one cornerback. Let's keep him around, I say. And then our safeties, Jordan Fuller comes back. And the two second-year guys, Russ East and Quentin Lake. And finally, of course, Nick Scott. Let's retain him. Taylor Rapp's going to be out of our price range. And from what I can tell, most Ram fans will be happy to see him go. I will not. He is a very underappreciated Ram player, in my opinion. And when he moves on, we may end up ruin the day we let him walk. But we have four safeties if we retain Scott and probably have to spend a late draft pick or find some undrafted free agents to come in and help us out with that group. Now, our punter, our long snapper, and our place kicker are all free agents. I say we retain Matt Gay. That's one place we spend some money. Go find ourselves a punter and a long snapper. I don't mean to minimize their contributions, but I think we can find a couple guys off the street that can help us at those two positions. There's a couple guys coming out from the college ranks that could help us out there, and we could get them in as undrafted free agents, not overly concerned about punter or long snapper. And so what does that leave us with? It leaves us with 11 draft picks going into the draft. We'd probably have more if we garnered a couple of picks for the Ramsey trade. So we have that 11 in total. And what will we do with those 11 draft picks? I would expect that first pick to be an edge rusher. Someone like Keon White, B.J. Ojolari. Would Nolan Smith fall that far? Not sure. And the next two picks, let's go with a couple of cornerbacks. And there are some good ones that will be available in the second round. Guys like Clark Phillips III and Julius Brents. So immediately, we've beefed up our cornerback group. We have two second-year guys coming back, Kobe Durant and Darion Kendrick. We brought back Troy Hill, and we have two outstanding rookies, Clark Phillips III and Julius Brents. Do we have a number one cornerback, a CB1, as they say, out of that group? I'm not sure, but I feel a lot better about it. A little bit more of a conventional cornerback group than one dominated by a guy like Jalen Ramsey, who does a lot more freelancing out of that so-called star position. So I feel pretty good with that group. And we have eight more picks. How about a running back, someone like Dwayne McBride? A quarterback late, someone like Stenson Bennett. And we can move on from Wolford and or Perkins. We could get a tight end like Zach Kuntz in the fifth or sixth round and a wide receiver, someone like Trey Palmer. Inside linebacker, we're a little thin there. How about someone like Servosia Dennis? And I know I butchered that first name every time. <laughs> I, every time I try this guy's name, I pronounce it differently. Mr. Dennis out of Pittsburgh is the selection. 
and he's an immediate backup to Treven Howard and Ernest Jones. And then three more picks still to go, an interior offensive lineman to keep all you Ram fans out there that are overly concerned with that group, and then maybe a safety, and finally an interior defensive lineman, or maybe another edge rusher. And we come out of that with a team that has a pretty darn good group of wide receivers with one of the best in the league, Cooper Cup, Matthew Stafford at quarterback, Cam Akers in a promising rookie backed up by Kyron Williams and maybe Ronnie Rivers as well. Tyler Higby still a Ram with Bryson Hopkins pushing for the starting job and someone like Zach Kuntz waiting in the wings. Our edge rushing group still an area of concern if we do not keep Leonard Floyd as I mentioned and we have in that group a promising rookie, a highly touted rookie along with Michael Hoyt That would still be an area of concern. Inside linebacker, I think we'd be fine with Ernest Jones and a mid-round draft pick. Cornerback, a lot of young guys. It would be a little bit scary having that many young guys playing together. Maybe Les Snead has a card up his sleeve with regards to replacing Ramsey, but we can only guess at this point. Our safety group, a little bit thinner than in past years, but, but I'd certainly be okay with Jordan Fuller and Nick Scott backed up by Quinton Lake and Russ Yeast. Special teams, I'm kind of glossing over it. We bring back Matt Gay and start hitting the pool halls for long snappers and punters, I guess. We'll get that figured out. So, all said and done, I've described what this team might look like without Bobby Wagner, without Jalen Ramsey, and without Leonard Floyd. I haven't mentioned bringing in a single external free agent just re-signing a few guys like Nick Scott, Matt Gay, Greg Gaines, Troy Hill. And what does this team look like? We have extremely high-quality players at quarterback, wide receiver, and defensive line. Two of them could be in the top five or ten players in the league, something like that. A decent set of running backs, pretty good tight ends, a defensive line that is anchored by Aaron Donald and Greg Gaines, just like it was last year. Granite, no Ajon, but... Hoping Bobby Brown steps up. Ernest Jones, a talented inside linebacker. A very young but promising group of cornerbacks. Pretty solid safety group. And what are the question marks? The question marks, can this offensive line stay healthy and play well? Can they protect Matthew Stafford? Can they get our ground game going? And I admit it, that is a concern And maybe that's where we look for a free agent to come in and help if we can free up some cap space. And how do we put pressure on opposing quarterbacks without Leonard Floyd, with Michael Hoyt and a rookie? So that's where you have to consider where the Rams can add a couple people. And they can. It's just a matter of finding the right guy at the right price. An interior offensive lineman. People have talked about Dalton Risner. He's probably going to cost over $9 million a year. Not sure the Rams can get that done. I certainly don't think they can afford Isaac Siamalu, the Eagles' interior offensive lineman. He's probably going to be over $12 million a year. They could bring back someone like Ode Abushi, who played pretty well, $2.5 million, compete for a starting job. But maybe they can find the right guy to come in and fit in that offensive line and solidified at least some insurance in case we have that rash of injuries again. 
and on the edge. There's a few guys out there we could get at a very reasonable price, I think. A couple of ex-Rams. How about Okoronko? He had five sacks over the last six games with the Texans. And then there's Samson Ebucon with the 49ers the last two years. Nine and a half sacks in his two seasons there. Remember, he's the one that kind of whined about his time with the Rams, saying he should have been used as a pure edge rusher. Well, hey, maybe the Rams could use him like that now, but he may have burned a bridge with his comments. I don't think Okoronko or Ebucon are near the edge rusher that Leonard Floyd has been over the last few years, but that may be all we can afford at that position. There's a bunch of other guys out there. Arden Key, Javion Clowney, Robert Quinn. Most of these guys are either going to be too pricey or just too risky. How well can they produce at this point in their career? It may be a case of counting on whoever we draft in the second round, Michael Hoyt, and a mid-range free agent at that position to come in and get the job done for us, or maybe just some creative defensive schemes, something that was a little lacking with this team last season. So, What I'm trying to get at here, this team that I described, you know, you can call it a rebuild. You can call it whatever you want. To me, it truly is a remodel. This team could go 5-12 and again, I suppose, but I'd expect it to be pretty darn competitive. I just don't think it's a team you should be writing off at this point. They have one of the best coaches in the league, several extremely talented players still in their prime, and a great mix of some really young players and 11 draft picks after they trade Jalen Ramsey, right? And possibly more. They could really come out of this draft with some good players, a lot of players that need positions, need to nail some of those picks, that's for sure. So that's all I'm trying to get at here. I just think it's really premature to think that the 2023 Los Angeles Rams are going to be irrelevant. My guess is they're going to be extremely relevant and in the conversation deep into December and hopefully January and dare I say February. That's going to do it for this episode. Remember you can reach us at ramsuppodcast at gmail.com Visit our website at ramsup.com about our YouTube channel. Our handle is at laramsup.com. Until next time, keep the horns up, stay safe, and have fun out there. Music courtesy of the YouTube Audio Library. Tracks featuring Bar Crawl by Track Tribe, Buckeye Banzai by Vans in Japan, and Crimson Fly by Hamama. Hama.